Hey everyone, you're listening to the Commander's Brew Podcast. And around here, we want to bring you the funnest EDH decks possible on a reasonable budget. So, if you're a Commander player who loves an interesting brew, we're the cast for you. Hey, if you've been here a while and you're loving what we do, consider supporting our show by subscribing on YouTube or giving us a five-star review on iTunes. Or, the biggest and best support is over on our Patreon, patreon.com slash commandersbrew, where you can support us directly while joining other like-minded commander players on our Discord. But without further ado, this week's episode is Volo Guide to Monsters. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. It's episode 307 of the Commander's Brew. Uh, I'm here. Sean is here. We are ready to go. Um, we're back. We are back. It's good to get two in a row back with with the with the uh, the original crew. Me and yeah. you. <laughs> Just yeah, yeah, yeah. me and you. That's it. We're the whole Just crew. Just the two of us. <laughs> yes, yes. It's a Dungeons and Dragons set. It's very exciting. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, you, of course, weren't here when we were talking about the starting of this and everything. But now we're in the midst of it. Yeah, um, it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. It's People are venturing into dungeons. People are rolling all manner of dice like d i thought it was only going to be d20 right right until you, the commander decks right came out. and all of a sudden now i gotta have a d4 i gotta have like a d8, d8 a d10, d10? A d10? Yeah. D, like all the dice i'm playing dungeons and dragons now yeah right yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah you are you are you are we, we're getting we, this set I mean, it was only a matter of time, I think. Like, how long has Wizards owned D&D? For years. That's a good question. I don't know, actually. That's a very good it's question. It's been a though. long time. Yeah. So it's it's kind of surprising that the crossover finally happened now. Mm-hmm. But I, I just hope that we see more and more crossover. Like I, like, I want them to go harder into D&D. Like, we're just scratching the surface right now. Um. Wow. So Wizards of the Coast got D&D... In 1997. That's a little longer than I thought. Me too. So Magic was, what, three years old? Yeah. (laughs) Four years old? Yeah. Wow. I guess it was just so popular. They're like, yeah, we're the biggest collectible thing. Let's buy Dungeons & Dragons. It's crazy. And then Hasbro bought Wizards of the Coast two years later. Wow. Yeah. So what was Hasbro doing in, in 99? I don't know. Just making just, just acquiring... making dogopoly and catopoly yeah, and right. kissopoly kiss and... <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every kind of op- they they just made millions off of <laughs> the infinity opolies. Yeah, and then they figured they could do it with the clues and scrabbles, and then they really went to town. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But this doesn't change the fact. So we are we are immersed into like basically. D and like, there's a lot of D and D stuff happening in Magic right now, right? Like, yes, we're talking about the yes. dice. We're talking about going into dungeons, and it just feel like there's more beholders, uh, right? Um, um, just the, the 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 actual characters. It feels like we have NPCs, yeah, right. Like we, we, it always feels like we are the player characters, of course, in Magic. But even it does feel like when I play my commander, that's my player character. Whereas like. There's something yeah. about the D&D ones. It's like, well, these aren't me, you know, or these aren't my guys. These are NPCs that I that just showed up. 
Well, maybe we've shifted from being like players of the game. Like maybe we're not planeswalkers. We're DMs now of our little campaigns. A little here. bit. A little bit. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Well, we're deciding when things happen, how they happen in right. the ways that like just within the rules of magic. Right. We're just. Yeah. How long is it going to be before we are just playing D&D, though? Like, how like how far oh, do like, we take this, you know? Like, right, right, right. Like, if more car- more cards are... <laughs> yeah. Like, like we already have the, the spells, right? We already have the spells now from D&D. We've got the in, characters. We've got the characters. So we have the spells. We have dice rolling. We now have dungeons that we're actually going through. Yeah. Like, well, the next step would be to, like some kind of mechanic similar to dungeons but it's on graph paper and you can choose the direction you go and like you could describe the room as you come in there and like you actually have to look for secret traps and yeah. maybe you go to a town and like you find out you know oh everyone in the town's miserable ever since this new ruler lived in the castle he's actually a vampire and you got yeah. if you have a lot of green if you have like green mana like that adds to your your wisdom, your perception, right? Right. And if you have a lot of the blue mana, that's a very high intelligence you'll have there. So you get a higher intelligence score based on your blue lands. And then eventually they're going to make the, uh, what's it called? The Shahrazad card where it's like, <laughs> play a side game of D&D. Uh, <laughs> a game. Just, just one Play one, one campaign. campaign. Just one quick campaign. <laughs> a year later, come back. What? Okay. Second main. Second main. It's like it's like a year a year a year goes by like scheduling and like characters <laughs> exactly. are dying and yeah. they're getting resurrected and you're like, oh, well, okay. That, so that campaign right. turned out pretty well. Okay. I was the DM. It was my turn. So uh, you your character ended up dying. So you lose three life. Yeah. and have to sacrifice one permanent. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's like I to you. Okay, I ended up with a level eighteen rogue. Uh, so. <laughs> And, so that's an eighteen eighteen. Um, it took us two and a half years to do because we can't schedule uh campaign. We can't schedule a meeting every single week. <laughs> yes, so it, it was take... only supposed to be a year. Oh, it was only it supposed to be a year, but it took <laughs> way longer because you know people have schedules, people got things going on. Yeah, yeah, Eventually, we all start having kids, and then yeah. and then uh, you get to put eighteen plus one plus one counters on your rogue <laughs> creature. <laughs> uh, but here's the good news, though: when you finally do come back, that fifty dollars deck is now worth five hundred dollars because the oh, staples yeah. rocketed true. up in price. Every card has quadrupled in price, and yeah, you actually gained a lot of real life money. That's the beauty of that that card, the the play side game of D and D card. <laughs> you actually get to make real money off of it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine? It's just like, hey, do you want to go to the LGS? Uh, you know, it, it's it's much later. Everything's open. Let's go to the LGS and like do a little draft. It's like, can't. I'm in the middle of a game. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, you can't play. Any, you can't play two games at once. I can't play any I'm, more I'm, magic until this one's done. <laughs> technically, I'm in a game. <laughs> I couldn't. I how could I? I can't concentrate on two things. Bad news. I have to quit magic. Um, one of the guys in the campaign I was forced to play moved to BC. So we will we're on permanent hiatus, but that means this game is in limbo forever. So, you know, I, I'm allowed to concede at any time, but I have to actually be in the game to do it. So like I can't until we all get together. <laughs> we can't concede. I have to officially concede to them. They have to know <laughs> that I've conceded. Uh, he's moved. He, I have no way of contacting him. I am still, I'm in a perpetual game. 
I tried to concede together. over Zoom, but he's just like has to be. He, my opponent insists it has to be face to face in person. <laughs> and you know, so, I gotta honor those wishes. I gotta honor yeah. those wishes. Uh, I'm scheduling a fake wedding, so everyone has to come back here so I can concede. <laughs> it's actually part of the card rules: schedule a fake wedding. Uh, it's actually open, you know, reading blue. the card explores, explains the card. <laughs> Put together a fake wedding. Oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, luckily, I have an enchantment that means uh, great centerpieces, so my centerpieces <laughs> get plus one plus one. I can roll a d twenty, and if I roll higher than seventeen. I will get an extra chance at winning the centerpiece at the end of the night also. So uh, yes, yes, good. yes, yes, yes. Because I really want those that group, like that bunch of flowers with like my name tag stuck in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very excited yeah, yeah, to yeah. get that. Um, wow, that's a, that's a journey. That's a journey. But I guess mm-hmm. the journey is what's important. So bring it on, wizards. I can't wait. Happy to be on it. Happy to do it. Can't wait till we get to play a side game of D&D. Going to be great. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Um, and then in D&D, are there, like, you can play, like, a side of another card game. You sure can. <laughs> Inside you that sure game of D&D. can. You definitely can. You <laughs> can play a side game of Magic in the, D&D, in the side game of D&D. <laughs> I guarantee. Oh it. my god, that's the loophole. Because you can't start a new game. It's like, okay, I'm not allowed to start a new game because I have this game going. But if we, if you can join my campaign, we can play a game of commander yeah. in the game inside the game inside the D and D in the tavern the I'm sitting in right now. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. My it's my character playing. So unfortunately, I have to be only gruel decks forever. Yeah, that's my just character. what my character does. The flaw <laughs> is that they don't like the other colors. Yeah, it's yeah. right in there on their character sheet. You can tell it's right there. Yeah, so yeah. I have to abide by it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you, I just, you know what? I just have a super cool DM who just remembers all the, all the cards. I ask, right, they they're have to the play ones it who verbally. keep track of it. Yeah. It's like, uh, do I have a, a lightning bolt in my hand? It's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> sure. Let me make a roll. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah. They, they're just the rules of, they are now playing the role of the rules of magic. Oh my God. You rolled a one. Uh, so you spill your ale all over the cards. <laughs> this is, and this, and this, this just goes on forever. Cause then you can get that card in that game and play a side game and then continue and so oh on. Oh my God. And, so on. and you can just be inception, but magic and D and D. And that's exactly, yeah. uh, how the good doctor intended it. <laughs> as well as whoever made D D. Great. Thanks, Richard. Or Gary Gygax. Yeah, Gygax and and Garfield uh, and Garfield, Gygax. Garfield and Gygax together <laughs> again. I love it. I love it. This is fun. This is we have fun here. Uh, I hope you're having fun too, listening. Thank you so much for listening, playing along, goofing around with us. We love it. We can't do this without listeners. So thank you for listening. Uh bottom of our hearts. Also Additional thanks to anyone who's like, hey, I like these two fellas. They're pretty swell. I want to help them keep the show rolling, help them, you know, get in on that Discord. I'm going to go to their patreon.com slash commandersbrew and donate financially. That's a great way to help out. But if you don't have any cash and you still want to, how about a like and a subscribe on YouTube or a nice little review on whatever podcast app you're listening to us on. We also love it if you're going to buy cards. Why not just click through our TCG player link at the in the show notes there? Buy your cards through that link, whatever you were going to buy, regardless of it's something we talked about or not. We get a little slice of that action from TCG Player. 
unless you're in Canada, in which case we have the best deal for you. We can get you actual money off your magic cards if you use our coupon code from the Wizard Tower. Let's hear an ad from them now. You enter the cave and discover that we're proud Canadian podcasters. And we're proud to be sponsored by one of Canada's premier card stores, the Wizard's Tower, wizardtower.com. Canadian listeners get an exclusive coupon code, BREWADVENTURES, to get 5% off any order of singles shipped to you for free as long as you've ordered $15 or more in singles. And you can check out our deck list for this week's episode and other episodes we've done on their content site, mtgcanada.com. Now, roll a perception check. Okay, Sean, I rolled perception and I got a 12. Is that before or after modifiers? Uh, after. Okay. Um, you notice that the door is seems firm. It opens with a little bit of an unusual hiccup at the end, as if it's falling into place somehow. Okay, I noticed. I okay, I did notice that. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, uh, did I see anything else? Is there anything else going on? Or no, you hear a slight rumbling, and it does seem like the ceiling is getting slowly lower. Okay, all right. I'll just stay in here then, I guess. Okay, Seems great. like it's fine. You squished. You squished, bud. Uh, <laughs> all right, great. Uh, okay, let's, uh, what do you say we go and do this deck tech? Ooh, please. Great. All right, let's get into Volo Guide to Monsters. This is a... Uh, this is one that was a um, uh, commander that came from the uh, the main set, the AFR, uh, the um, Adventures in the Forgotten Realms, and this is one that really just leaped out to me. I mean, look, Simic is just, we know Simic is good. We're all kind of like tired of how good Simic is and all the good stuff they get, but lately they've been getting like an even a whole other angle of fun stuff that they get to play with, and I, by they, I mean we, because I love, I'm feel like i've been a civic player forever like that's my main my main two colors um but now we get all these like token we get all this token stuff we're also a token deck now where we get to like make all these fun tokens it's really great so uh let's go ahead and uh just read volo so you can get an idea if you're not if you're unfamiliar with what this card's doing um volo guide to monsters is two green blue it's a legendary human wizard it's a 3-2. Whenever you cast a creature spell that doesn't share a creature type with a creature you control or a creature card in your graveyard, copy that spell. And copying a creature spell means that uh, the creature becomes a token. So it's basically we want to make sh- we want to see um, we want to see a bunch of creatures in this deck. And we want to see different creature types, obviously. And then we want to get value off of the fact that we're getting double of these creatures. So there's a bunch of different ways you could take this deck, this commander. A couple different ones leapt out at me when I was thinking about brewing this. And I took it over to the Discord. And we had some chats about what uh, was possible there. And I'd say check out Lost Cards because there's going to be... You know, obviously, there's going to be a bunch of different takes on this commander that we're not going to see here, and a bunch of different cards that we're not going to see here. So check that one out when it comes when it drops on uh, the Thursday following um, 
uh, the, the release of this episode. But what we decided to go with is just keeping it a little bit simple. And we're just going to like double. Obviously, we're going to be doubling up on these creatures, but we want to be able to just keep that rolling. So meaning we're going to be bouncing creatures. We're going to be getting um, uh, double triggers, bouncing things back to our hand, replaying them. And then there's another bit of a little secret take that we're going to get to as we move forward in the episode. So come along with us here. Come along with us on this Volo uh, as we guide you through all of these different monsters. Um, so and remember, Vu only live once. V- v- did you say Vu only live once? Yeah. <laughs> Vu? Well, his name's not YOLO. Oh. His name's Volo. I did not get that at all. Okay. I was like, okay. what are you doing? <laughs> and now I'm into it. <laughs> yeah, Vu only live once for sure. Uh, and this, maybe his name is Vu. Maybe it's him. Vu. Maybe he's the only one who only lives How once. How you doing, Vu? How you doing, Vu? Um, <laughs> so yeah, let's, let's start just... Let's just start by saying a couple of the cool, you know, the the ones that it's nice to have uh, doubling up in this in this deck, and sort sort of some examples of just the the base of the deck, the vegetables, right? Um, oh yeah. Go ahead and read these first three. These are love great. doubling up a solemn simulacrum oh, yeah. for my four mana. I get my golem, uh, so I'm gonna copy it and get two basic lands under the battlefield tapped, and when each of them die, I get to draw a card. Uh, Ooh, Mind Flare, that's my horror. Three blue blue uh, for a 3-3. Three, three. And it's got that Dominate Monster, so it's a bit of a mind control. When it enters the battlefield, gain control of target creature as long as you control Mind Flare. And each one will be controlling a different creature. So it's not like one removal spell gets you both things back. you got to remove both of them. And then Gilded Goose, that's our bird. Single green for a little mana dork that makes a food. Um, and you can either make more food for one in a green, or you can tap it and sack a food to make a man of any color. But of course, we're making two geese. So we get the two foods, we get two geese, we get two of each of these. It's fun. I was just thinking, you know, Mind Flayer, would it work that if you picked the same creature with each one? Yeah, it would be, du- you get a double hold on it. Would you it. get a double hold on it? Or would it you be would. the last one that, like the second one that's in that's on the stack gets it. Um, they both so so this would get tricky. I'm just gonna make some guesses here. Yeah. It doesn't say creature and opponent controls. So if you if it did, then one of them would not be able would not have a legal target when it comes to your side. But they but even after it comes to your side, the next one still has a legal target. It's still targeting that object, and now you've double controlled it. Until you, you'd you'd have to lose control of both of the mind flayers to lose control of that creature. But like if you had a mind flayer and I had a mind flayer and and you stole, you know, Mike's creature and then uh-huh. I stole it and they killed my uh. mind flayer, Mike would just get his creature back, right? You won't. You wouldn't get it anymore. That's that. I don't know. I feel like the 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 it, it would go back to the original the first mm-hmm. mind flare. Mm. It would go down one layer. Interesting. Well, anyways, I think that's a pretty niche move, <laughs> and if for some reason it just came to my mind when you said it, the double hold. But um, 
that's not what you really want to do. You want to grab two different creatures. Nah. It's way more fun that way anyway, so who cares? Uh, yeah, these are just some great base creatures. Um, base meaning that they just work really well with Volo and Volo's ability. And yes, we aimed to... We're not doing anything tricky with the creature types. That's definitely something we can do with this deck. You can get a little tricky. I I wasn't sold on that as a strategy, to be honest. It felt like another layer that like we weren't getting quite enough value from. I think you can work it so that it's really good. I, I don't doubt it. But um, I was just like, I just want to not worry about it. I just want to I just want to get these guys going. So, again, check out Lost Cards for that. But for now, we're working with a bunch of different creature types here. Um, so, yeah, we got a whore. We got a bird, as he said. We got a golem. Um, I said we're going to bounce our creatures. The thing about bouncing creatures in the stack, it gets kind of weird, right? It's because um, we'll make two Mind Flayers, for example. Uh, we'll, get our, we'll get our whatever triggers from them. If I bounce the original back to my hand, well, obviously I would lose the creature, first of all, because it's Mind Flayer. But let's say it's something that doesn't have a <laughs> negative solemn effect. Solemn simulacrum. Yeah, it's a solemn thing. Well, when I play it again, I've got I've already got my Golem copy. So right. you're not actually getting so like crazy, crazy value from bouncing the creatures. But you do get an additional cast. You do get a, a third trigger even from the ETB. So it's still very much worth it. And again... Maybe there's a little bit of a thing later that will come in that uh, has to do with this, but, but I'll tell you then. Uh, before, though, uh, just wanted to highlight some cool bouncy creatures. Quickling is a good one. One in a blue for a fairy rogue. One of the rare two creature types that we have in this deck, or uh, there's a couple of them, but um, we try not to overlap too much. There's only a few creatures that overlap creature types in this deck, like literally like maybe two or three of them. Um, this one's a 2-2 flash flying, and when it enters the battlefield, sacrifice it unless you return another creature you control to its owner's hand. So this actually works really well because you can bounce something, then your second quickling can bounce this card can bounce the original Ooh, quickly so you can yeah. actually have this like just it's just a two mana bounce effect that you can keep getting like bought back basically yeah um of course Neat. again you'll have your quickling out there your other one the 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 um the token one but uh but you know it, it's 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 gonna work once pretty well also you can if you have some other way to bounce things you can let that second one just die it kind of doesn't it, it doesn't matter. You might want to do that if you want to have quickly in your hand again later, right? So this is a great creature to have. Mana War is another great one. Uh, because this is not only is Mana War a two and a blue two-two that uh, bounces a creature when it uh, enters the battlefield, but it's a jellyfish. It's a very unique creature type. We love unique creature types in this deck because obviously they're we're you know we're not gonna double up here. So <laughs> try and find another jellyfish. You know, it's tough. It's tough. Um, I couldn't even think of another one off the top of my head at all. Uh, so yeah, Mana War, Quickling. There's a couple others in the deck, and they're all very helpful, actually. They all work really well, even if it's just for the simple, you know, play one creature, bounce two of your opponent's um, creatures, and maybe be able to get in with a nice attack or, or something that's going to trigger off, like, hitting your opponent or something like that. Those are nice. Um, the Not the secret thing, but, the, but another great thing to do with Volo... Because we're going to have a couple of cards in this deck that uh, double up tokens, because, you know, it's just great to have when you have Volo. We're going to have some stuff that uh, that works with tokens. Why not make some stuff with Volo that makes even more tokens? Sean, take these two. These are just so good in this deck. 
Yeah, Deep Forest Hermit. This is our elf druid. Here's one of those double ups. Yeah, this is one of the few double ups, yeah. Three green green with vanishing three. So it's going to disappear after three of your upkeeps once you remove the last vanishing counter. Uh, but when it enters, so it starts as a 1-1, one, one, but when it enters, you make four 1-1 one, one green squirrel creature tokens. And squirrels you control get plus one, plus one. So you're really making like 8-8 eight, eight worth of power. Yeah, it's a lot. But if it's your only elf slash druid, you'll make a copy of this. Each one will bring in four squirrels. So that's eight squirrels, each getting plus one, plus one from each of them. Mm-hmm. So that's a total of plus two, plus two. So eight times three, you're bringing in 24 <laughs> power and toughness. Yeah. That's pretty good for five minutes. That's pretty good. <laughs> Quite strong that's for pretty five good. mana. Yeah. Similarly, Hornet Queen, that's our insect four, green, 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 flying death touch. When it enters, you bring four one, one green insects with flying and death touch. Hornet Queen's a two, two. And so we get eight one, ones and the other two. No one's getting through. Like no one yeah. can attack you yeah. forever, ever again. They need a board wipe. These flying death touchers. <laughs> they absolutely need a board wipe to get through yeah. here. Yeah. Or one of those, everything gets minus two, minus two, and Elish Norn might work. True, yeah, yeah, it's probably true. Um, yeah, so th- both of these are just great examples of just, again, just more excellent ETB abilities that are great to double up with Volo, except these just, these will give us a nice presence on the board, obviously. Um, yeah, when I'm making tokens, the quantity I like is oodles. Yeah, right, more than two, even though two <laughs> is still pretty good. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, that's our base, right? We're going to make some tokens. We can bounce and get these ETB triggers going again, get some value that way, and then just value from from Volo. You may have noticed that um, this is something that actually didn't occur to me right away. It, it Sean, I think, is something you said on the last episode, I think, or maybe the one before that, um, about Volo. It's how you will not find any humans or wizards in this deck outside of Volo because, of course, Volo is a human wizard, so nothing works it doesn't work that way. That's where you would get those like change your creature type things going on. And you can change Volo's creature type and still do the human wizard stuff. But yeah, we're not doing that again. And so therefore, we just don't have hit any humans or wizards. So keep an eye on that. Okay. But that being said, we have tons of other great creatures. Some some that you've seen. Some you're about to see because it's time to check out the deep moves. Working on a meat Okay, so the secret theme. I mentioned there's a bit of a secret strategy. It's not really a secret. It's just I just wanted to wait till the deep moves to tell you about it. Uh, it's kind of the like main <laughs> like strategy of the deck here. And that is sacrifice. We will be sacrificing the tokens. We'll sacrifice the other ones so that when we bounce them or when we get them back to our hand, we can still get them to work. Mind you, we do have to get a way to get them away. Uh, if we ever put like the original in, there's going to be some problems with the graveyard. But we don't have to. We don't have to worry too much about that because we're sacrificing the tokens only, really. Um, using stuff like Witches Oven, uh, single mana artifact, tap it, sack a creature, create a food token. If the sacrifice creature's toughness is four or greater. Create two food tokens instead. I like Witches Oven in this deck because a lot of times one food is like, eh, whatever. Um, but getting two is really good, and a lot of times you will be in the situation where you are going to be sacrificing a big creature, whereas like you kind of normally wouldn't 
be doing that. You would only be sacrificing smaller ones or small tokens or something. But there's good reason to sacrifice your six six in this deck, for example. Um, and if which is which is oven is the sack outlet you get, well, you get some good value from there. Uh, we also have spawning pit. Which is a two mana artifact that says sack a creature, put a charge counter on spawning pit, and then pay one to remove two charge counters from it and create a two two colorless spawn artifact creature token. Um, just an, just some decent value here. Just an, it's just, just nice to have a free sack outlet. Of course, I I mean there's lots of free sack outlets. We've, we've done built thousands of decks with well not thousands but literally we've only done three hundred episodes. But um, we've done tons and tons of decks with free uh, sack outlets, and it's just nice to uh, highlight some of the other ones. I like this one because free sack outlet makes tokens, makes tokens that are of a unique creature type, spawns. I never see spawns anywhere, right? So uh, this it won't interfere exactly. with other Volo business. It absolutely will not. And then there's this last, well, not last one. There's a couple other than the deck, but this one that we're going to talk about today, Helm of Possession. This is, a, this is a great EDH card. I've seen people play it a ton. Um, it's no secret, but for some reason, I never, it never springs to the top of my mind when it comes to sacrifice outlets or even just what it does, which is, uh, four mana for an artifact. It says you may choose not to untap home possession trigger your untap step, and then you can pay two, tap it, sack a creature, gain control of target creature for as long as you control helm of possession and helm of possession remains tapped. Uh, you can do that at instant speed, which is nice. Yeah, uh, so that's sneaky. yeah, that's a sneaky little move there. It's pretty nice to have, and um, of course you can only hold one uh, creature at a time. But you know, if you're just using it as a sack outlet and taking things, well, guess what? We have other sack outlets that can then sacrifice the thing you stole, so you don't have to worry about you know giving it back or whatever. Uh, so it's a nice little it's a nice little uh, uh, sack outlet. Um, these. These outlets, of course, have their own value attached to them, but they also like do work with the rest of the deck. Uh, Sean, read these next three. The middle one is sure. actually kind of just its own thing as well, but read read all three of these. Yeah, Foster's a great sack machine. There, It's two green green for an enchantment, and whenever a creature you control dies, you may pay one. And if you do, reveal cards from the top until you reveal a creature card, put it into your hand, the rest go into your graveyard. So it fills up your graveyard a little bit, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, it's not. It doesn't replace the sack effect. Uh, you're not sacrificing to this. This is no. not a sack outlet, but this just beefs up your sacks. Yeah. So you get to pay. This is why a free cycle is so key. We don't, we don't get a lot of new ones. Yeah. And so very often we're like, well, I guess I'll run one that costs one. It's mm -hmm. like, well, Foster is your one that costs one along with your free ones. Yeah. So now you just get to extra card draw off of that. That's pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, Evolutionary Leap is uh, another similar one, uh, one in a green. This time you do pay the one to do the sack. Uh, reveal cards until you reveal a creature. That one goes into your hand. The rest go on the bottom. This one does not fill your graveyard. Uh, but in both cases, you're drawing extra cards. Uh, and then Death's Presence. I love having this on the board if I'm sacrificing things. Five and a green for an enchantment. And whenever a creature you control dies, put X plus one plus one counters on target creature you control where X is the power of the creature that died. That's going to make creatures huge for attacks. I can sacrifice creatures at instant speed if I have the ability to, to... Like, if you ever leave something unblocked, I get to be like, oh, look, I can sack enough things and just kill you with these counters. 
I can make something big before the oven eats it to get two foods out of it. This thing, you know, it's cost six. It's technically a do nothing as soon as it yeah. lands, but uh, it pays off. Yeah, especially if you have one of those sack outlets that's free. It's just Death's Presence does kind of do something the turn that you play it, assuming you have the setup of the, yeah. the creature and the sack outlet. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's yeah, a lot yeah. to ask for, but at the same time, it can be quite potent if you get it if you get it down and working. Um, potent. So speaking of, like, we're not just going to be sacrificing, um, you know, our copies, our other gilded geese, or or, or even our solemn simulacrums and tokens from Hornet Queen and stuff like that. We actually have a couple of creatures in here that are just meant to be sacrificed and meant to be made doubles of, uh, including Reform, uh, which is a great little card, three and a blue. Uh, It's a worm. It's a zero one. When it dies, you create a three, three blue fish creature token with... When that creature dies, create a 6-6 blue whale creature token with... When this creature dies, create a 9-9 blue kraken creature token. All of those individual, all of those are uh, unique creature types in this deck. We actually don't. So they're not going to interfere with anything either. I didn't even really do that on purpose. It just kind of ended up being the case. Um, so if we get two of these, like that, that's really great. What you can do is you can take that token of reform the copy, sacrifice it down to a 9-9 kraken or whatever, and then bounce the other one. And then you then you can keep going. Then you can actually do this thing over and over again, where you're just going to get a bunch of these bigger tokens. Uh, Reform is also pretty dangerous because you can kind of leave it at a six six and be like, "All right, can you deal sure. with this?" Because yeah. if you can, now it's even bigger. Like your first board wipe is free. Yeah, totally. Um, other other fun thing to note about Reform, it is a worm. W O R M. Whereas there are a lot of green worms that are W-U-R-Ms, and those are different creatures types. Creature types. You know how I'm a little bit of a stickler for creature types. We have (laughs) mice and we have rats, and that drives me nuts. Yeah. I never realized that. Yeah. Now, let's add it to the list of things that drive me nuts. (laughs) I thought you were going to say, I like that they're different. (laughs) Of course not. Um, But this is a little worm, worm, like an earthworm. This is like a sea worm. Mm. Whereas those worms are more like giant beast creatures that are just a completely different species. They just happen to have the same name. It sounds the same. It's even spelled differently. It's okay. Okay. I mean, there's similarities, though. They're like like long, stringy things that scooch around. Yeah, they have (laughs) mouths that do this, you know, that open weird. Yeah. No, no question about it. Uh, Nagas and snakes? Come on, man. But I love it. I love that they're different. I don't, it's funny because, like, I don't even think I included a different worm. You could, a Palaka worm's a great one to put in the deck if you, if you have one of those. Um, I think I meant, I think I meant to do that and forgot. So, Include Palaka Worm in this deck just so that you can be like, it's a different kind of worm. Don't worry. Yeah, just to just to get people on yeah. there, just to drive them, just to be so annoying. It's like, <laughs> uh, I'm going to cast Palaka Worm and then I get a copy of it. So two Palaka Worms like, oh, no. You got... It's like, no. No, no, no. And weep. Warm. It was a worm. One of them's a warm. And one of them's a weirm. Um, the other one, the other creature that if you if you've got a creature that's a W E R M worm, well, I'm gonna W Y R M is a fan me. is a fantasy like fantasy animal, right? A but there's worm. none of those in Magic, is there? I don't believe so. No, and okay, I think I those are look. I think I those look. are the ones that are flying, like W Y R M. I think are like Drake looking things that are like fly. Correct me if I'm wrong, fantasy fans. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Our other creature that we have that does a similar thing is Mitotic Slime. Four and a green for a 4-4 four, four, uh, that says when Mitotic Slime dies, create two 2-2 two, two green O's. O's. <laughs> ooze creature tokens with when this creature dies, create two 1-1 one, one green ooze creature tokens. So this one will prevent you from getting the, the next double Mitotic Slime because they're all oozes. But, you know, if your idea is to sacrifice them all down to some kind of good effect, then that's fine. It doesn't really matter. Um, but otherwise, it just comes out. You get two of these. They're just providing all kinds of crazy value. You're doubling. Like, if you have... Um, what are they called? What's the duo? They're in the deck. Uh, what are they called? Uh, Adrix know. and Nev? If you have Adrix and Nev, which is the double... They make twice as many tokens. Um, oh. Just goes absolutely nuts with Mitotic Slime. It, things just get... Like, the math, it just gets wild. So, uh, it's a lot Reform. of fun. Reform is four creatures. Mitotic Slime is seven creatures, if you want a sec for five. I don't think you can get do better than seven creatures for five. <laughs> it's pretty wild, yeah. Um, so, yeah, those are the, a lot of fun to do. I'm actually just really stoked to get Mitotic Slime in a deck where it makes sense. I'm kind yeah. of always looking to do that and uh, always happy when it, when it works out. Yeah. Uh, this next one is cool. I was pretty Ooh. happy to, to remember this card. Twinning Staff, three generic for an artifact. If you would copy a spell one or more times, instead, copy that many times plus one additional time, and you can choose new targets, but that doesn't matter. We're going to be copying creatures, so we'll get three creatures. Yeah. Uh, you also can pay seven to copy an instant or sorcery you control. Um, are there any in the deck? Are there Very a few. A couple of ramp spells, a couple yeah. counter spells. If you got nothing else to do with that mana, why not? I mean, sure. Probably not going to come up, to be honest. But like um, just three minutes and now all your stuff is triple. Pretty that's pretty good. Uh, take this next one too. This is good. Oh okay, Essex, Fractal Bloom, four green blue legendary creature Fractal. It's the only one of those I bet. It's a flying <laughs> four four to start. The first time you would create one or more tokens during each of your turns, you may instead choose a creature other than Essex Fractal Bloom and create that many tokens that are copies of that creature so okay i'm gonna need to read this again so the i first time I, you I, create a token yeah the first time you create so a token i cast a solemn simulacrum and i'm about to create a token instead i can choose a different creature besides solemn and no besides essex and you can create a essex. copy of it any creature on the board any creature oh including my opponent yeah including everything so Ooh. essex of course uh <laughs> came out in the uh the Strixhaven Commander decks, of and I, I have an Essex deck, and it is so fun to play. Uh, and this, when you get this creature in this deck, it kind of warps it a bit. It cha it changes what your main aim kind of becomes because Essex has such a big uh, impact on those tokens that mm. stuff like Hornet Queen and Deep Forest Hermit become ten, even ten times better because now you're putting out. Uh, now it only does it the first time, right? So if you have Volo and Essex, you're only going to make one extra. You're only going to make the the token once. So so the because the first time it would be the Volo making the the, the token, right? Yeah. But if you get something like Hornet Queen and Deep Forest Hermit, where it's a creature that comes in and makes a ton more uh, tokens, you want those to be your first tokens being made. So right. you you would almost like if I had Essex and I I had it on board and I come across any any of the creatures in the deck that make tokens like that i would like sacrifice volo 
and let's and let's while Essex is here, let's do some Essex stuff or like yeah. let your opponents who are trying to kill Volo get do it, cast Essex. And now all of a sudden you have like a backup commander that still does awesome stuff in this deck. So and then, you know, in a pinch, if you don't have any of these like Hornet Queen, Deep Force Hermit style things, if we just have a couple of regular creatures, well, then Essex and Volo still work together really well, actually, uh, because, you know. Now I'll cast, like you said, Solemn, and I'll get one Solemn. But let's say I'm not interested. I don't need the ramp. Uh, now I'll copy. Oh, what do you got over there? Uh, like a, um, a uh, I don't know, you know, uh, what's it called there? Grave Titan. Sure. I'll take a Grave Titan. I'll take any. I'll just take your best creatures. That's what Essex does, and it's so good. Think about nice. Deep Forest Hermit and Essex together, just by the way, because you create Essex. The four, the four squirrels become copies of Deep Forest Hermit, and then they make all of their squirrels, right? Yeah. And all the plus ones, you get pl all squirrels get plus five, plus five. It's nice. wild, wild stuff, wild stuff. And 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 now nice. we're talking about an Essex deck, but but it is cool to see this other commander have like a kind of a mini little commander deck inside of this deck that works well, really well with it. It's really fun. And of course, we're not going to be making doubles of Essex because it's legendary. We tried to stay away from legendaries as much as possible in the stack because we don't, you know, we can't double them up. Uh, yeah. There's there is another exception to that being the um, Karuga, the 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 big uh, hippo, because the copy that would be made of of Karuga still draws you a bunch of cards. Anyways, sure. Um, finishing off this segment, we've got some ways to help with the tokens. Once we got all of our tokens out there, you know, if we've not sacrificed them all to crazy value, we're going to uh, play Combine Chrysalis. It's a blue-green artifact. Uh, costs one blue, one green. Uh, creature tokens you control have flying. And then you can get, uh, you pay two blue and a green to sacrifice a token and create a 4-4 four, four green beast creature token and activate that only as a sorcery. That's a sack outlet, but it's only for the tokens. So it does do what we're trying to do. It's not the best one in the deck. It's really here to give our creatures flying. And then we also have End Raves Forerunners. This is a great one. Yeah. Nice end game card here. Five green, green, green. So eight total for the seven, seven. It's a boar. It's the only boar in the deck. Vigilance, Trample, Haste. And when it enters, other creatures you control get plus two, plus two, gain vigilance and trample. So overrun the team with two end race forerunners coming out. Not too bad. We'll take Double it. overrun, yes. Right? Yes. Not bad at all. Nice. Um, so yeah, that's it. There you go. It's it's a lot of it's a lot of stuff happening here, you know? Volo. We're, we're getting all kinds of other tokens. We're just doubling up value ETB triggers and then also sacrificing stuff for even more value. I mean, that's Simic. It's just it's just disgusting value. Like, imagine it's not as disgusting value as Assaulti would yeah. be. Imagine this deck as a Assaulti deck. Uh, but it's 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 very strong. It's very good. It's yeah. really fun, too. That's why um, that's why it's a good deck, I think. Um, but I wanted to thank our Discord helpers at this stage. Um, I actually had a, <laughs> I had a bit of a wild time brewing this deck. Uh, I was uh, in and out uh, of uh, of the Discord, but you know what? Our uh, the crew was there. They kept it. They kept the uh, they kept the um, uh, what's it called when you keep the boat? <laughs> what do you, you keep it afloat? You know, you keep it going. Yeah. Um, Brave Sir Robin, Jason Belk, Sloth Sloth Bear fifty five, Nosrak two, Chaddington two, Loki Dragon eighty seven, Bunk Steak, Micah Eternity's Crafter, Jared, Groove Chicken, and Beppo. 
all in there with a bunch of different ideas, uh, some directly applied here, some uh, that that are more are uh, in the lost card. So again, check those out. Um, now it's time. Considering we've done the thank yous, it's time for the budget report. All right. Uh, so this one, um, we we got to about one fourteen, run twenty, one ten, somewhere around there. Uh, that's the median price uh, on a TCG player. The low just just slice that in half. It's like sixty to sixty four bucks. So that's nice. nice, right? So that that just goes to tell you that there's like there's a there's a uh, there's a definitely a even more budget version of this deck out there. There's a couple key cards um, that we can cut out. The most expensive cards in the deck um, ended up being um, uh, I said them earlier, Nevix or Adrix. Oh, I forgot to put them. Yeah. In uh, I know that some of those sack outlets are pretty pricey, like uh, spawning pits, like six or seven bucks. Exactly, and that's that's what it it, it kind of equaled out to is that we we got a lot of these like um, five to seven dollar cards, and that's just the reality of Commander right now. Adrix and Nev, I think, coming in around eight nine dollars, and of course, um, the most expensive card in the deck was uh, Panharmonicon. You know, it's this is just it's going to get to the point, I think, where Panharmonicon is just going to keep going up in price and we're not going to be able to put it in budget builds anymore. But, hey, it's 10 bucks. We made it work here. I don't think it's too I think it's too good to not include because we have so many ETB triggers and that's just the way this card works. It's always too good to not include. Right. Yeah. Um, But I mean, you know, if you can get the whole deck for like 60 to 70 bucks, including these cards, that's not bad at all. So look for the low end of it there. Um couple pricey ones that we didn't run because they they just put it over the top here. Sean, did you know this card was $20, this one here in the notes here? I did not. I Tender did not. Shoot Dryad. Oh, I feel like this is yeah. our boy. I feel like we, you and I, we love this card so much when it came out. We put it in so many decks. And it's 20 bucks. The four and mm. a green 2-2 with a send at the beginning of each upkeep. Created 1-1 one, one green Sapperling creature token. And Sapperlings get plus 2, plus 2 if you have the City's Blessing. I mean, it's no surprise. Once around the table, you've got three additional tokens. Well, four, because you get one on your turn, too. Like, that's just too much. Yeah, you basically get one right away because of the next person's upkeep. It's yeah, definitely acts fast. Like, that's really good. Ascend is nothing. It's so easy to get the city's blessing. So people just figured out the secret. No longer. No longer. And, of course, we're doing a lot of token business, so parallel lives. Um, this is we're not even talking doubling season like parallel no, yeah. lives even is uh, what's 45 bucks now. Um, wow. It's that four man enchantment. And if you would get one of our tokens, you get double. Great. Right. Do the next one, too. Oh, yeah. Worm coil engine. Right. This thing's been expensive forever, except for the brief period. It was printed in the mono red. Yeah. Duretti deck. That's right. But like, yeah, you got it. Like, you got to shell out 25 bucks minimum for this. Uh, but it's, it's, it's one of the best artifacts there is. It's a uh, six mana W U R M. Yes, uh, that's the key. <laughs> that's it, right? So, this can be your worm if you uh, want. It's a six six death touch and lifelink. And if you kill it, it makes two more worms, the each three three, one with death touch, one with lifelink. It's the ultimate sack outlet, recurrent. Like, yeah, yeah that's a. Uh, it's brutal. Just works. Just works with the rest of the deck. If you got one, you're not using it. Build this deck Just and put works. it in. It's great. Yeah. Uh, well, there you have it. That's the whole thing. Um, 
there it is worm coil engine yeah um all right well that was the that's the that's the deck that's the um that's the ones we didn't run the ones we did run we had a fun time i think this deck is a ton of fun um i have an essex deck so i've got this like I've got this token Simic deck already, but I do want to put this one together also because it's slightly different. Um, but yeah, check out the Lost Card, which is coming up later in the week. We'll talk about some other of the um, the angles we didn't take here. And uh, I guess we'll see you over there. And we'll see you next week with a brand new deck tech. Bye. Bye. Thanks for watching. If you love what we're doing, consider supporting the show by going to patreon.com slash commandersbrew. And if you want to get any of the cards from our deck list, go to our TCG player affiliate link below. That helps us out too. And for a free way to help us out, consider sharing the show with some friends. Like and subscribe, add a comment or two. See you later. Bye.